friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. So today on the show, I'm so excited to welcome Leisha Chamberlain. She's a wellness coach who does enjoy the occasional cupcake, and she blogs at Living Contently, where she helps women take better care of themselves and their families. Leisha's a wife and a mom to an absolutely adorable little toddler girl. Welcome to the show, Leisha. Thank you, Beth Ann. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So first, I'd love to hear more about what you do as a wellness coach. How did that all get started for you? And I, I have to say too, a wellness coach is a phrase I've heard a lot, but I feel like people do it in all sorts of different ways. So yeah, I just love to hear how that works for you. Yeah. So that is honestly a question I get a lot because like you said, it is a title that I feel like a lot of people wear and everyone has kind of their own spin on it. So I personally have been coaching about one and a half years at this point. You know, my journey really started much before then though. You know, as a child, I had always been heavy and I ended up then in middle and high school struggling with disordered eating. So then, you know, fast forward a few years and I had worked through some of those issues with disordered eating and with my weight. But when I was a pregnant mama and expecting a little girl, some of those issues came flooding back. And so I had her and I decided that's when I was going to draw the line in the sand. And I knew I've got to do something better for myself, but my daughter also. And so that was really the point where I said, I have to learn you know, these healthy habits, I want to put a healthy lifestyle in place for myself and for my daughter. And so I started looking into some different options of how to do that. And with my history of disordered eating, I knew I needed to be really careful because I was a nursing mama too. And I wanted to be able to do that in a really healthy way that was healthy for both my daughter and myself. So I actually got connected to my own coach through one of her blog posts. And she shared about this program that she used and how she was able to really, she also was a nursing mom and she was able to lose weight after having her child and was able to learn these healthy habits. And and so I, at that point, was hooked. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I got started with the program and, and at that point really had the accountability and support that I needed to be successful. And I lost 40 plus pounds, all of the baby weight and then some with the program that I was using. And so, you know, it went from me just being someone who was using using this program and getting results to me feeling like I have to share this with other women because I really learned the, the nutrition side of it and the fitness side of it. But I was also able to really do that in a healthy way. So it wasn't where I had really struggled with disordered eating and with trying to restrict my intake before. It was more so about nutrition and giving my body exactly what it needed at this point. So that was when I really just jumped in as a coach. And so I, I now am able to share those same programs with other women. And, you know, it's, it's so awesome because I think a lot of times we, as 
as women feel like we have to be pigeonholed into one certain, you know, one one certain focus with our health and with our fitness. But as a coach, I'm able to really work with women and all different parts of their journey. And we really take a look at their goals and at their lifestyle and at their preferences with fitness and are really able to create a plan and to find tools and resources that work for them. So, you know, that is what I do as a coach is I, I, you know, connect with other women and talk about what their health and fitness goals are, and then just really get them plugged into things that will work for them, help them achieve their goals. And then two, you know, do it as a mom, because we all know, you know, we don't have a lot of extra time as moms. And I don't know about you, Bethann, but I am not someone who is going to sit or who's going to take the time to create a meal for myself and then for my family and, you know, do all of this extra work. So that's one of my focuses too, is we make it work for the whole family. So it's not just, you know, I have to, I'm the one in the family who's eating one way and then the rest of my family is eating another. We just, we work together to really make it cohesive for the whole family. Very cool. And yeah, Alicia, I have to say, well, first of all, your story is, you know, very encouraging and it's, I love just how authentic you are in sharing your struggles and saying, here's where I've been and here's where I am now. And I want to help other women to not go down that path. And you're so right that pregnancy can bring up (laughs) so many new like body challenges and body issues. I mean, I, I will be the first to say, and people like, I feel like people do not believe me when I tell them I gained 62 pounds when I was pregnant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I've since lost like almost all of it, but (laughs) definitely like I, I remember just being so worried, like, am I ever going to feel like myself again? Right. Yeah. That's I think something that all of us feel and, you know, especially like I shared with my history of disordered eating and with issues with self-image, it just made it that much worse. But I, I know I felt like for a long time that that was, you know, a fear and a feeling that I had to really stuff down and I was afraid to share it. But once I started talking about it and talking to other women about it, there's just so much freedom there. And we have so much to offer one another and can support one another so well in that. So it's definitely something that we need to have the conversation about and really support each other. Yeah, definitely. So Leisha, we actually discovered you through your fabulous Instagram feed. (laughs) You supply some of our favorite Instagram photos of the Brilliant Life Planner. (laughs) And we've just been following you and just so impressed. And your posts, and not only are your photos beautiful, but your posts are so well done. I mean, it fits with everything you're trying to do with encouraging women and helping them to be healthy, helping them to be intentional. So I would just love to hear more about kind of how you decide what to curate on your feed and and then from there how do you get such beautiful images because I think we all would love some pointers on that too. Thank you you know I am just so flattered by your kind words about my feed honestly 
Instagram has really been one of my focuses this year. So it's fun to get some feedback on that and just to hear that what I'm sharing is coming across in the way that I want it to. So I really appreciate that. So yeah, I am pretty intentional about what I decide to share on on my feed and I try to keep it really cohesive. And I think, you know, that comes from a couple of different things. So my goal really in anything that I'm sharing on social media, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, is really to tell my story and to connect with others. You know, I want women to feel comfortable approaching me with their concerns about their weight or self-image or just, you know, wanting tips on how to have a healthy lifestyle with their family. So that is, you know, the underlying goal there is that I'm able to share what's what's working for me and where I've been and where I am now. So, you know, that's kind of always the thought in the back of my head. Am I authentically telling my story so that other women can relate to this? But as I do that, I, to keep it really cohesive and to make sure that I'm sharing not just business and not just fitness, I have kind of five or six main themes that I try to touch on, you know, on an ongoing basis. So that's, you know, one of my big tips is make sure that as you're thinking about your feed and as you're thinking about your brand is, you know, highlight those five or six things that are really a part of who you are as a person, not just, you know, as a business, but think about who you are as a person and those five or six things that are really important to you and that will really help people um, just feel like they know you better. So, you know, some examples for mine, obviously, are the fitness <laughs> because, you know, that's a big part of what I do. But I have you know, fitness, faith. I talk a lot about my family. I focus on motherhood. I also share about self-love and health. So, you know, just as you're starting to curate your feed, think about what you want to come across. And so that gives you a little bit more on content, I guess. As far as getting cohesive images, though, I will just say outright, I am not someone who has any photography experience whatsoever. I did do some desktop publishing in high school and I did take, I think, one Photoshop course in high school, but that's the extent of, of um, any formal type of training that I have with photography. But I do really make it a habit to just constantly be sucking up as much information as I can to be better at my craft, both as a coach and as, you know, a social media influencer. So I've, I've done some training and I've tried to, to glean some information here and there on how to improve my images on, on Instagram, especially because I just feel like of all of the social media platforms, Instagram is, there's such a community there. And that is what I'm really looking for as I build my team and as I work with other women is just that feeling of community and support. So that is one reason that I focus so much on Instagram. But to get the those better images, I have, you know, three or four tips for you to really work on just the, the quality of your images themselves. So one, I really suggest picking three or four 
backgrounds, whether they're in your house or whether they're, you know, something that you pick up, you know, go to the store and get a piece of fabric <laughs> that you're going to use as, as a background so that, you know, as you scroll through your feed, it feels cohesive, even in what's in the background. Another big, big thing is your lighting. And I will again tell you, I don't have, at this point, I don't have any, you know, photography equipment, anything like that. And honestly, all of my photos are iPhone photos. So don't feel like you need an expensive camera to get images that, that are clean and clear. Uh, you can use, use your iPhone, but lighting is a big thing. So I try to use as much natural light as I can. So I honestly, I, I a lot of times take my images right beside a window in my house. And I do use a big poster board, one of those presentation boards as a backdrop. And that it, it's white. So the, the light comes in from the window and reflects off of that white surface to really project a better lighting effect onto whatever it is I'm trying to capture. So, you know, that's another big tip. I also do edit my photos a little bit. And again, like I said, I do all of my, my picture taking and editing on my phone. So I just use a couple of apps to just touch up, to adjust the lighting on my photos, to crop things out. And so a couple of my favorite apps are aviary is one I use a lot. Snapseed is another good one. There are all kinds of great photo editing apps that, you know, you don't even have to spend a lot on. My suggestion there though is play with a couple, you know, download one and go, go into it, use one of your photos and, and mess with the, the different settings in there till you get something that really is attractive to you. So take a little bit of time to edit your photos. And, you know, I wish I could show you sometimes what, what the initial image was that I started with compared to what I actually post on Instagram, because it's unbelievable what you can do with a few minutes of editing. So the last thing is uh, just to choose one filter to use on all of your images on Instagram. And so again, that really just helps you achieve that cohesive look as you are scrolling through your feed and you know that can be one of the filters built in to Instagram itself or you know I actually use one of the filters on aviary that app that I mentioned already and I just I use that same same filter on every single one of my photos and really partially the reason for doing that too is that you know Instagram is one of those you know, scroll, 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 social media platforms. That's pretty much all social media at this point. But so as people are scrolling through their feed, you want your image to stand out because otherwise it's just gonna get scrolled past. And if you are constantly producing images that are similar in the way that they they feel and look, then people are automatically going to, to know, oh, hey, that's Leisha's that's one of Leisha's images. I'm going to stop and look at that. So that is really what we're going for is that, you know, not only do your images stand out, but that they also have a similar feel. So yeah, those are my, my best tips as far as improving your images. I love those tips, Leisha. And I, I personally find them so encouraging because, I mean, your feed is truly beautiful. I mean, it does feel, it's so light and bright and goodness, I'm trying to think of, like, 
it, it, it just feels like this like soft, peaceful place to land almost. Like that's how I feel when I'm on your feed. And the fact that you are, you're saying, hey, listen, I'm not a pro photographer. I'm taking these photos with my iPhone. I'm just using an editing app and I'm focusing on, I think this was a tip that I think a lot of people miss where you said you only take photos, like for the most part, on a few different backgrounds. Like you're not, like, yes, you will, you'll like sprinkle in photos of, you know, you're out and about with your family, you're outdoors, those kind of things. But that's like the sprinkle. And then you kind of have, yeah, like the, the, oh, what's the right word? The glue that's holding everything together is that white background that you talked about. And because you have so many beautiful photos on the white background, it just, it feels so clean and bright and and professional I mean that's the other thing too I think your feed looks so professional and the fact that you know you're doing that all with your iPhone it's pretty awesome thank you and I okay so I have not heard of I know Snapseed you said aviary is the other app okay so it's a-v-i-a-r-y yes yes okay and it is just a um it's I'm pretty sure it's a completely free app. I'd have to go back and look, but it's just another one of the photo editing ones. And it's like I said, I, it's just one that I picked up and I played with it a little. And to me, it is very user-friendly. So I've, I've not, (laughs) not explored a lot of the other ones because this was one that I was like, oh, Hey, I can use this without any extra training. Like, so that was important for me, but yeah, there are tons out there. So yeah. And I love what you said too about you, you know, after you're done with all the edits, you always put the same filter on every photo. And again, I think that totally shows through. And that's a tip I have for people. Although I have to say, I I can never find a filter that I really like. It doesn't feel like too overdone. Mm-hmm. Yours looks fabulous. Thank you. And that's, again, where I I really highly encourage others to spend the time. And I mean, I, I will be completely honest. I, in so many different aspects of my business, I take a lot of time on the, on the forefront to, you know, do some research and, and to play around with things and, and then figure out exactly what it is that I want before I really start putting it into action. And so I spent a lot of time flipping through filters and trying different things before I was like, yes, this is the one that I want. But it was worth it because now, you know, my feed, it looks the way that I want it to. And it's, it has that cohesive feel that I was going for. So it's worth it to put some time in up front and to find something that really is what you're looking for. Yes, definitely. Okay. So I'm curious too, about how long does it take you to take a photo, edit it, and get it posted to Instagram? (laughs) That's a great question, Bethann. Again, with the personality I have, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. (laughs) Um, I'll admit it. But so yeah, it depends on the quality of the original image. So those ones that I'm able to really stage and do on my specific background that I want it and have the good lighting, the natural light during the day, those ones, um, you know, I'll say probably 
I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes because I do do pretty simple. I don't have a lot of props that I that I add into my photos at this point. So, you know, I'll take a few minutes and I'll stage it how I want it, snap the picture and then, you know, do my edits. And I the editing that I do on my photos too is I try to go for the same edits even. And so that's why it's important too, to know, you know, where your, your background is, um, know the lighting so that even the original image is pretty similar. Now I will say that sometimes <laughs> when I do have some of those sprinkled images in where we've been out and about and I'm like, Oh, I really want to share this. Or even sometimes, you know, if I had to take a photo that was not at an ideal time of day with the lighting or whatnot, then those obviously are going to take me a little more time to edit and clean up and get them to look the way that I want. But again, you know, the more that you, you do this, the, the faster that you'll get at it too. So, you know, it, know that it'll take you some extra time on the, the front end. But as you start getting more comfortable with the app that you're using to edit and all of that, you'll you'll start saving a little bit more time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this is one thing that we mamapreneurs forget sometimes, which is, hey, it's not going to be this hard always. <laughs> like when you're learning <laughs> a new skill, right? You think like, oh my goodness, how am I ever going to be consistent on Instagram because it's taking me an hour every time I'm, you know, snapping a new photo and editing it and all this. Definitely. And it's like, well, yeah, you just practice and then you kind of get your groove and yeah, it's not yes. so bad. <laughs> okay. So speaking of time management, I gotta say, I'm, I, I love all the gorgeous photos that you share of the Brilliant Life Planner, and I, I'm, you're encouraging other ladies to you know, just be intentional and to set their own goals and, and things like that. I'd love to hear, what are, what are some of the key ways that you use your planner? Okay, gosh, I just want to say first, I absolutely love every aspect of a planner. I honestly, I've always been a planner nerd and I can really even remember sitting down in college. One of my favorite things to do at the beginning of the semester was to open my brand new planner and to flip through it and to write out all of my assignment due date and, you know, the dates for my exams. So, you know, that's, that's a little bit of my background on being a planner person. So when I, I was looking for a planner and I, you know, just last year as I sat down and I really wanted something that was going to work for not just my business and not just my personal life. I wanted to marry those two together because even though I love planners, I knew if I kept everything separate that I wouldn't end up being as effective with with any of my time because I would be trying to you know race from one thing to the next um, so I love the fact that the brilliant life planner combines both that it helps you focus on on your goals as as a mompreneur but also you know just as a mom and that's that's one thing that I really love as far as you know my specific favorite components of the planner itself. One of the things that I have really come to love throughout the year is the section at the, you know, the end of each week slash beginning of each week that 
we have the space to to do some of our memories and to do things that we're grateful for. And I think why I love that so much is because one, I think that that reflection time is so important. You know, there's even that slot for your goals and how much progress you've made towards your goals. So taking the time to evaluate how that week before went is really important for us in reaching our goals, both business-wise and family-wise. So, you know, there are definitely things about being intentional with my time with my daughter that I make notes about in that that goal section, like, hey, we did really well, you know, getting up when we were supposed to and doing our, our Bible study in the morning. And, you know, that was something that was really successful this week. Or, gosh, we didn't do it at all this week. We need to do better next week. So I love that space for that. But I also love that it just reminds me to take some time to just appreciate those moments that happened throughout the week. I always saw myself as someone who was going to be a scrapbooker and who was going to keep track of all of those pictures from my daughter's childhood. But so far that just not, has not happened. Like I've, I've not put together one scrapbook for her yet, which is a little sad, but I do use that section to write down, oh, you know, this is something funny that Grace did, or she learned these words this week. So I love that I have that section to look back through and and to really just see and remember what's gone on in our life, you know, as well as, you know, our business successes too. So that's fun. Uh, another component that has been really helpful for me as a as I've, I've been building my business is I love uh, the project planner in the back where it really walks you through the process of breaking down your projects that you're working on and helping you look at each specific step of whatever project it is that you're doing. So, you know, thinking about the budget and the time frame and things that need done. So that's something that's been super helpful too. And, you know, even just on, on the day-to-day, I love that I have the space to write out my daily agenda and things like that. And I can talk a little bit more how I, how I do that process if that would be helpful too. But Yes, definitely. And yeah, I I have to say, Leisha, I which first of all, it makes me so happy that you love all the pages of the planner because that's definitely, you know, my hope, of course, is that people are are using all the pages and not just like, well, I love, you know, half of it. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'm with you. Like I, as much as I would love to be like a journaling, scrapbooking, a fabulous memory making kind of mom, I knew for me that unless that was married to like my planner where I could plan out my week, that that's the only way it was going to happen where I would truly write down a favorite memory or I would truly write down what I was grateful for like I've tried gratitude journals in the past and I'm just like it's great but it's it's another book it's another thing that I have to keep track of right (laughs) yeah so I love I mean that was my my vision for the planner is like it's it's a planner but it's also a journal yeah and you get to just track everything all in one place yeah, and, and I would love to hear, Leisha, how you, of the specific ways that like you plan out your week and manage your time, that's been really fun to see that people, that those weekly pages for time blocking, people use those all different ways. And so I, I always 
love to kind of get a peek inside their brains with that. I definitely agree. And I will say planner school that you did at the beginning of the year was super fun too. I I thought that that was such a beneficial component of, um, you're not just getting this, this planner that's an, an awesome tool in itself, but you, Beth Ann, just offered us so much information of how to best use the planner and, and gave us access to other women with other ideas too. And so I think I, I shared in that group too. I have always been one in, or I have always wanted to be one of those women who had the pretty planner that was colorful and had all the stickers and just was pretty to look at. But that is just not my style at all. <laughs> like, like I would see other people's that they they shared pictures of theirs and it's all color coded and looks just beautiful. And and I I admire that, but that's not not my style. And that's kind of the fun thing about the Brilliant Life Planner too, is it's just pretty on its own. <laughs> you don't have to make it pretty. So that's been super helpful. But as far as how I plan out my time and plan out my week, you know, I am a completely work at home mom. And so I have a little one with me all the time. (laughs) She does take a good nap in the afternoon, so that helps. But so I personally, I am not a super strict time everything out person. Instead, how I do it is I will, I have specific activities through the week that have to happen at certain times. So I have different meetings that I set up with people and I do get to participate in different trainings with members of my team and with some of the leaders in our network. So those things I obviously put at the specific time that they have to happen. And, you know, that helps me look at, okay, we have, you know, most of our morning on Tuesday is going to be taken up by, by this. I need to figure that out. But most of the time, how I get things done is I literally, typically in the morning, I, I write out my list of, of my, priorities for the day, the goals or tasks that I need to accomplish. And I do prioritize them. So I do a list of, you know, one through 10. This is what needs to happen first, second, you know, and so on. So that I know whenever I get a pocket of time to get some work done, I know exactly what needs to happen next so that whatever I'm able to accomplish in a day, because it's not always the same. So some days go much better than others, but I am able to to look at that priority list and accomplish the tasks in order of of importance. So, you know, that that's how I do it. I do have some some specific time blocks for things, but most of it just happens in, you know, that that list of however many things that I need to try to accomplish in the day. And then that's helpful too because if it's something that I didn't get time to to get done on Monday, then, you know, it just moves to the list for Tuesday. So, yeah, I love that. And especially now that I have a baby at home, my planner looks a whole lot more like that too. (laughs) And definitely I'm not a pretty planner girl either. (laughs) I think it's so funny to people. I've in a lot of ways, I'm like the anti planning community girl because I don't I don't use all sorts of cute stickers and washi tape and all of that stuff. And I'm like you, I admire that in other people, but I don't, I don't have that skill set or that, or want to, I guess, invest the time in doing that. But yeah, so I, it makes, see you're in good company, <laughs> but yeah, I love that, you know, your, 
you don't necessarily have a, a life right now that lets you be so strict and so structured and you know from this time to this time this is exactly what I'm going to get done it's like nope it's pretty fluid <laughs> with you know in your case a toddler at home but that's such a great tip for people to just hey put that to-do list in order so you know this is this is the top thing as soon as I get a minute this is the first thing I'll tackle and you just go on down the list and I love what you shared too where you said you know what those things at the end of the list they can move over to the next day it's okay right. yeah I think a lot of a lot of people miss that too it's like they're almost like giving themselves a grade based on how many things they checked off their list you know and I think that's unfair to ourselves you know our like our well, first of all, I don't think we should grade our day really <laughs> at the end of the day. But I'm thinking like in terms of like, was this a good day or not a great day? I mean, so much of it is like, okay, what did I get to do with my family? Like did, you know, did Holden and I get to enjoy some time together? Did Chris and I get to enjoy some time together? Those are things that also make up a great day, you know, right. not just the to-do list items. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me ask you, Leisha, because I know we're quickly running out of time. Did you have a biggest struggle with time management planning, which I know probably it's just, hey, you're a mom to a toddler, so there's that. <laughs> I mean, like you said, as far as the biggest challenge that I feel like I have in time management is definitely having a toddler at home. <laughs> and I will say, you know, I am, I am a very task-oriented, I want to to start something and finish it. So that, you know, not only as a mompreneur, but also just as a mother in general has been, you know, a humbling experience to walk through because like, like you mentioned, Beth Ann, uh, there are so many times where I, I get started with something and then my daughter needs something. And, you know, my, my priority is first as a mom and second as a businesswoman. And so the way that I've structured my schedule and the way that we are designing our life is that I can do that. And so, like I mentioned, how I, I lay out my, my day and how I set my priorities, that has really been helpful for me to be able to overcome that struggle, that inner inner fight of, oh gosh, I just wish I could get this done. But I really do need to help her take care of whatever it is, whether it's a snack or a diaper change, or she just needs some cuddles or, or whatever. So having that list to go back to and to know, you know, that this is the next thing that needs taken care of on on the list when I do get a little bit of time to work has been super helpful. And I think just like you mentioned too, Beth Ann, it just has been just a lesson in learning to give myself a little bit of grace and and to know that I'm not defined by that to-do list. With with my personality, like I said, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'm a type A personality. So I can get really caught up in, in getting those tasks done. But like I said, I want my, my first goal is to take care of my daughter and my family. And so, you know, 
that there's been that, you know, that finding that balance, I guess. And so that has, has been one of those things that I've loved about not just getting to use the Brilliant Life Planner, but also getting to be a part of the community of, of other mompreneurs who are living brilliant lives. Because I, I know that I'm not alone in that struggle that there are lots of other women out there who are who have big dreams and big goals and and want to do something outside of the home but they also are really you know in the trenches of motherhood and of of raising a toddler and of, of finding that balance so that's you know something that has been eye opening especially this year because this year was a big growth year for my business and really just digging into what my vision is for what I'm doing and and what I want to to do in the next couple of years even for other women. So I love that Leisha and I have to confess to you I can definitely err on that type A side <laughs> and also yes, also kind of I have that temptation to judge my day based on how much I got done, you right. know, and then, yes, I, I mean, I know for me, it is that it's that reminder at the beginning of the week and the end of the week of, okay, like what mattered most about this week? What am I grateful for? What were my favorite memories? And, and, but then you also get the chance to talk about the progress towards your goals, but like, it, it, I guess, I don't know, it keeps you on track with those big goals, but it, it reminds you that like, that's not the only thing, you know? So, well, Alicia, this has been so much fun chatting today. And I just, I love what you're doing with your business. I think you're just a wonderful example to other moms of, you know, living a brilliant life and balancing everything well and keeping first things first. And as we wrap up, I would love to hear, uh, do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment that you could share? Oh, thank you so much, Bethann. It's been so much fun getting to chat with you. As far as a funny moment with my daughter, I just feel like little ones are such a blessing and they help us see so much of ourselves, which sometimes can be positive or negative, I suppose. But one of the fun things that I have noticed Grace doing already that I just, I, I love, but then at the same time, I'm like, oh my goodness, she's seen me do that so much that she does that. But we go to the grocery store and she's been going with me since I don't know, you know, a, a couple of months after she was was born. And I always take my grocery list and I have, you know, my meal plan and I write out my list specifically. And that's one way that I stay on track with our nutrition goals, but also our budget. And, and so I do, you know, as we walk through the grocery store, I check things off. And she already, and even, you know, within her first year, had had to have a notebook and a pen when we were going to the grocery store too so that she could keep track of the grocery list and keep track of what we were putting into the cart and taking home with us so it's been fun to to see that that is super cute <laughs> they all oh, that i i just love that it's true i mean they see everything we do yeah i've just okay so this is a random quirky thing that Holden does that he's totally picked up on from me and Chris 
is he will like sing what he's doing like (laughs) I don't know how this started with us but like me and Chris will be like I'll be like washing the dishes and I'll just like sing about it like washing the dishes and like, (laughs) like we just literally will like sing about what we're doing and now Holden does it all the time oh oh, it just cracks us up we're like yep we we did that (laughs) (laughs) oh well thank you again Leisha this has been great and can you remind everyone one more time where's the best place for them to find you online Okay, obviously you can find me over on Instagram. My handle is Leisha Chamberlain or online you can find all the information that you want and follow along with my journey at living-contently.com. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Leisha. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bethann. Before you go, I would love it so much if you would take just a minute to leave Brilliant Business Moms a rating and review. You know, it sounds like a silly thing to ask for, but believe it or not, iTunes really looks at those rating and reviews in terms of where they rank our podcast in search and in different podcast categories. So by simply taking a minute, telling us what you think of the show, it lets other Brilliant Business Moms just like you find our podcast and they get to tune in every week. So you're doing not just us a favor, but you're doing a lot of other fabulous moms just like you a favor too.